Welcome to the Out of the Basement Podcast, a show where a group of friends get together and talk about a variety of geeky topics. Find out what shows we've been watching, find out what movies we've seen, find out what games we're playing. Come along and join us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Out of the Basement Podcast. My name, as always, is Devin Turak, and today I'm joined by Patrick Gleason. Oh, didn't work. Sorry, I was trying to get the bottle opener to work, but it didn't work. I failed. That really only worked. Failure! Uh, Patrick Ramsahoy. Hello! And we're joined by a guest uh, today, uh, Chris Rupert, is it? Yes, it's Chris Ruprecht. Ruprecht. Uh, welcome. Um, before we get started, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself and uh, some of your uh, geek cred? Um... I am a full-time artist. I do a variety of art-related projects. Um, I do reconstructions from um, popular popular movies such as Gremlins, Jurassic Park. Um, I make various props like the uh, Jurassic Park um, cryo can where all the little vials go in. Um, cur- currently, I'm finishing up a few commissions, doing a half-scale Velociraptor bust from Jurassic Park 3. Working uh, on some, some Mogways from Gremlins. So yeah, that's a, a picture of one of the Raptor hatchlings. It's a one-to-one scale. And I've made everything that's in the picture from the eyes to the sculpt. Um, same with the gizmo that you see there nice that's really good very cool wow oh this is a this is a good one this shows the is working on the uh the raptor there one second and uh, now okay people on our audience can't we're going to try and send some pictures uh when we put up the recording we'll uh, put some of these pictures there as well uh when the recording goes up so you'll be able to see yourself as well all right uh, so usually the way we get started is uh, segment one, we'll talk about our month in the hobby. So what we've done kind of hobby-wise or uh, gaming-related, geek-related uh, over the course of the last month since our last recording. So uh, Gleason, why don't we start with you? Well, you would put me in that spot, wouldn't you? I would, yes. <laughs> well, Netflix, I haven't actually watched anything related to, you know, our our main hobbies because... Yeah, it wasn't too much in there that really excited me. I, I rewatched also uh, Desperado, just felt like that, and I started watching Seraphim Falls, which is a western with uh, Liam Nielsen and Pierce Brosnan, because okay. you know I love westerns. <laughs> on that, but on Prime, <laughs> I started watching. I did watch Boss Level, um, the one with uh, Frank Grillo and uh, Mel Gibson. Yep, it's sort of a gamer takeoff take on uh, Groundhog Day. He wakes up every day. Redoes it, you know, and keeps dying, relives, dies, relives, and then he sort of has to figure out, well, what's going on? Why is this happening? Um, and it's not, it's not a bad, bad movie. It's, it's interesting, and you can see the the computer game influence through the what he's doing because it is basically leveling up, learning new yep. skills, getting better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's hilarious. Like they don't actually show it like they did in uh, Scott Pilgrim, Kate, you know. Scott Pilgrim, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where you would see the, you know, the level up or extra life and stuff, but it's, it's still there that, you know, he's mm-hmm. getting skills and improving himself. And also remember, you know, the games where you have, to, okay, you have to step here first, then wait, then step here. Mm-hmm. Oh, same thing in this movie. It's like, okay, wait, I have to pause one, two. Okay. Now I can... <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it, it's it's I recommend it. Uh, it's on Prime. I started watching um, a breach with uh, so, well Bruce Willis, but he's not in it that much because you know he doesn't do that much acting that much anymore. Um, it's basically Earth is is dying, and they send an arc off into space, and some people don't want people to get to where they're going. Uh, you know, I mean, again, it's it's. It's not quite a. It's sort of a B movie with a little bit better budget. That makes sense. Because it's got Bruce Willis and stuff, but it's still not the best. Uh, then there's an anime one called Redline. 
I hear a lot about that all the time. Yeah, I started watching it. It's uh, definitely not for kids, though, because it's, you know, it's it's definitely the anime style. It's sort of a parts, sort of the 80s idea of anime, because it, it's still mostly all hand-drawn, not computer-generated. So all hand-drawn, everything. It's basically a, a race, but there's politics going on. There's these romances, other hidden agendas all over the place, so... There's a little bit too much in there, but again, that's sort of the anime idea of a big, massive movie, right? As you throw everything in there, you got robots, you got mutants, you, got, you know, spacecraft, <laughs> right? And that. Um, so I'm I'm enjoying that one. It's it's looking pretty good. I did I talked about the Hellboy animated ones before. Uh, I still haven't watched all of the uh, Winter Soldier uh, and Falcon and Winter Soldier. For books, read some more of the Horus Heresy book 7,000 now yeah, in, in that series. <laughs> yes, they are, because now they're they're actually on Terra now. So okay. the the Traitor Legions with Horus have landed. There's massive fighting going on. Um, you got Titans involved. You got the Grey Knights, all this sort of stuff all over the place. And there's, I mean, since there's just so many characters they've introduced from the beginning, pretty much all of them are here or involved in this final last big battle. And this is now book five of what they call the Solar War. And we're still not up to the point where, you know, Horus and the Emperor fight. Not even there yet. <laughs> but <laughs> the palace is getting beat up. Um... Uh, and a whole, you know, like it's chaos seems to begin in the upper hand, uh, but it's the point now where some of the um, Luna, the Space Wolves, and the Ultramarines and the Dark Angels are coming back to Terra. Because uh, in the fight for Terra, there wasn't all the legions weren't all there. So now the pressure's coming on Horus because he realizes, oh yeah, those other legions, they're coming and they're coming full time to come after me. Uh, and yeah, like I said, it just it just never never ends. But it's, I just can't stop reading that. Um, for games, I blame uh, Paul for this and Devrim. I've gotten a lot into Diablo 3 lately. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. That's that's it. Um, doing all sorts of characters. We started off just the normal ones, but then we realized uh, hardcore. Like, all our games now, we do hardcore. Far Cry. Uh, we did not Ghost do Recon. Far Cry high, hardcore. No, we didn't. No, you're right. Um, that game would be very difficult to do hardcore. That'd be too hardcore. <laughs> yeah, we, we'd print a lot of death, a lot of death in that one. Um, but I'm enjoying, I mean, I lost my big uh, level 52 guy last night. It was my own fault. I wasn't paying attention properly to the health. And then my finger slipped when I was going for Q and I hit the wrong button. I'm like, why am I healing? Oh, crap. I'm dead. And dead. I'm dead. Um, and that's it for me. Okay. Uh, uh, Pat, why don't we do uh, you next? Okay. Um, well... As far as uh, shows go, um, starting on Netflix, uh, finished off Lucifer, Lucifer Season 5B. How is it? Um, oh, I, well, it's Lucifer. It's always fun. Um, so by Season 5A uh, ended with God showing up, so uh, 5B is dealing with the aftermath of God actually walking the Earth. Um, and uh God decides to retire, so the angels are kind of fighting over who uh, gets to succeed God. <clears throat> uh, and yeah, it, you know, it's got its usual fun stuff. Uh, gets a little depressing at sometimes because they were expecting that this was going to be the last season, so they were wanting to make it the series finale. And then, of course, they're getting another season, so they had to leave things a little open to uh, to give you another se a reason for another season. Okay. Um, there's a, a show, uh, well, it's an animated show. It's in a Western anime style, like, I mean, you know, a North American kind of style for anime, uh, called Trace. 
which is six episodes, and it's about a, a Filipino woman. So she's in the Philippines, and uh, she's kind of uh, the the sheriff on uh, for the supernatural side of things, right? So she's uh, she's watching over interactions between the supernatural world and the human world. Um, it was pretty good, but. I have to admit, I think I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more if I knew, if I understand or understood uh, uh, Filipino mythology a little better, because there were a lot of supernatural elements that I'm not sure were they just created for the show or were they taken right out of uh, Filipino mythology. Um, and uh, I think it could have stood to have uh, a bit more introduction time, just getting us used to what the world was before throwing us into it. Um, but uh, it, it's got some good action in it, uh, so it, it's not a bad anime. It was certainly uh, enjoyable. Um, let's see. I have started watching uh, an anime called Durarara, which is... The, the uh, what? Durarara. D-U-R-A-R-A-R. It's an older anime. Um, let's see, does it tell me what year it is? Uh, 2010, so it's close to 10 years, well, it's over 10 years old already. Um, it's got some, uh, Tarantino-esque vibes to it. Uh, it's all taking place in, uh, this one section of Tokyo. Uh, Isaburake, I think is something, is what it's called. Um, and, uh, so you've got a bunch of different characters that are all living in this one neighborhood, basically, uh, that have somewhat interconnecting stories. And as the show goes on, or as the series goes on, uh, the stories connect more and more together. Um, one of the main characters is actually an Irish uh, fairy uh, whose natural form is as a headless woman who goes around with her head in her, in her hands. Uh, and she's a, a, a harbinger of death, uh, and she rides a black horse as well. So she's lost her head. It's been taken from her or stolen from her, and uh, she's traced it to Japan. So that's why she's in Tokyo now. Uh, so she's, uh, she ride, her horse is transformed into a, a black motorcycle. And uh, so she goes around. She's got the motorcycle helmet on, but there's nothing underneath the helmet because she's headless. Cool. And she's trying to find her head, and uh, she does uh, different jobs for the underworld uh, while she's at it. So that that's one of the more interesting characters. Uh, but, you know, you've got your high school kids, with their love triangles going on, there's gang wars that happen. It It's actually uh, a lot of fun. Uh, if you like Tarantino's type, type stuff, it doesn't have, well, it does have a lot of violence, but it doesn't necessarily have the gore, but the whole character interplay side of it I think is very Tarantino-esque uh, and I've been enjoying it so far. Um, I Last time we talked I completely forgot to mention that I've been following up on Flash uh, so they have uh, reached the point where um, um, Cisco has decided to leave the show so he's no longer on. They're kind of dealing with the aftermath of that. Uh, it's not quite as good as Flash seasons have been, but then again, Flash has kind of been uh, falling, quality's been falling, falling over the last few years. Anyhow, they tend to get very repetitive on their storylines. Um, <clears throat> but there's a lot, well, I wouldn't say there's a lot, but they're, they're focusing on the other characters a little more, I think, this season uh, than uh, strictly on Flash himself. Uh, I've been, uh, because I've uh, moved in with my sister-in-law for a few months, uh, I've been able to catch up on some uh, TV shows that I haven't been able to watch for a while. So uh, I'm dealing with, I think, season five of Legends of Tomorrow. So I just finished the episode where Ray decides to leave the team. Um, as I recall, there was a bit of a question mark about why he left, because he was enjoying the show. He wasn't wanting to be written off of the show, but uh, the writers decided to do it anyhow. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how the show develops from there. Um, 
Uh, we've also been uh, watching Discovery, the last season of Discovery. Uh, not too, too far into it. I think uh, we've actually only watched the uh, first two episodes of that season. So uh, Michael Burnham was caught, sent to the future, and then uh, we've got the episode where uh, the Discovery ends up in the future. And the episode two ends with uh, the two groups finally meeting up. Well, not really a finally because it's only two episodes of the two seasons. Sorry, Patrick. Yeah. I, I I don't know. Does anyone else notice Patrick's fading in and out a lot? Yeah, I have no idea yeah, what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah, you okay. go in and out so much. Okay. Well, all right. I'm doing my best not to touch the mic and keep it as close as I can, but I guess as I talk, I'm moving the mic around. Um, okay, and that's pretty much it uh, for new shows that I can think of. Um, Gaming-wise, uh, not a whole lot going on other than uh, the Wednesday night game. Uh, and because of my move, we haven't been able to uh, play very often. So I think there's been a total of one session since the last time we recorded. Uh, so really not a whole lot changing there either. Um, and so, yeah, I guess that uh, pretty much is how things have been for me in the, in oh. the uh, hobby. Good thing you mentioned gaming, Patrick. I forgot. Um, with the, the Friday night group, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I started playing Conan every once in a while um, based on the Modifius 2D, 2D20 game. Yep, right. Yeah, I was, I was it's actually a pretty... starter for that. Oh, yeah. So have you played it? Uh, no, I've never played it, but I have all the books for it. Would you be interested in playing it I, you on know, a Friday I night? No, there's no way. I, I don't have time. Oh, uh, you, you, Jim would kill you if you took a Friday night as well. But it's actually a fun system. Uh, it's definitely, like, I think you would like it because it's, it's also got that narrative flavor to it. Um, the GM gets what he called, instead of, it's similar to Fantasy Flight with the idea that, you know, the the GM gets the dark side. Here they call the doom points. So you spend doom points to, you know, help out the bad guys. You get doom points when PCs are like, hey, I want to do better. Oh, really? All right. <laughs> Give me some doom and you can do better. Um, you get things called... Mo momentum is how you build up. That can happen normally. But there's only so much you can save for that. And sometimes you're like, well, I really need you know multiple successes. There's no way I can do it without doom. Um, but I also have the... I picked up the, the new Dune role-playing game, which is also by Modifius, the 2D20 system. Mm -hmm. They have no stats in that thing at all. It's skills plus like your drive or your faith or stuff like that is what you use in the situation. So you don't have to worry like, am I strong or dexterous or intelligent? None of that plays in. It's sort of, you know, do I have the drive? Do I have the faith? Do I have the, you know, honor or justice for what I need for this scenario to succeed or not? Um, it, I haven't tried playing that, but it'd be sort of interesting to see. Um, I, I don't know, sort of like the idea of stats is sort of nice for most things, but for, I guess, for Dune, since it's very political, you might not need that. Sorry to interrupt again. I, I, I tried oh, doing a, a statless game in um, this old game called Amber, and mm. I, I did not enjoy that at all. Yeah, because you're like, okay, I want to, how do you know how much you can lift, right? Yeah, I mean, you need it, to have some stats somewhere. Like, having no stats at all whatsoever is just, it's weird. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. Like I, I understand. I don't mind you know skills and drive and stuff like yeah, that. That, that makes you know, sense. faith. For, but it was like, well, if you're trying to jump jump across, you know, somewhere, I'm not sure how a drive or faith or honor is going to be involved no, I, with that. At that point, you would use probably your drive. Like, are are right. you despite yeah. your limited your your physical limit limit limitations that uh, despite your physical <laughs> limitations, um, do you have like the the, the cojones to basically force this to happen. Yeah, and it was things like like one of the things they say for to do is um like heir 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 to the family, right? So that if you're the if you're the heir, well it's important you do a lot of stuff, right? So I it'd be interesting to try it. Um but I do like the like I said the Conan one with the stats and that is 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 a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. It's pretty simple too. You know, you have your stat plus a skill that gives you a threat number or threshold number you have to roll under that on 2d20 yeah well on each if you roll on each dice that's two successes 
and you get crits and stuff like that. So it's pretty fun. Yeah, I, I like the system. That's, that's fine. Okay, Chris, why don't we go with you? What have you been up to kind of hobby-related other than... Uh, other than since we've already talked to Hobby-related? <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. Like, what TV shows um, are you watching? What movies are you into? What kind of cool uh, I've been, games have you played? I've uh, re-watching all the old, like, 80s, like, horror movie, like, Monster Squad and Stand By Me and, and The Fly, like, all, all those... Um, classic kind of creature sci-fi um, movies. Um, batteries not included. Um, I recently uh, came across um, uh, on Tested, like Adam Savage's Tested. Um, one of the guys came up with a, a fully um, designed Ghostbusters um, trap. And it's all modified and scaled to, to correct proportions. And it's a free free file that's on Thingiverse. And you can download it if you have a 3D printer. And you can actually um, build a functioning ghost trap. So that's something that I'm solely thinking about doing for, for my, my personal self. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Um, as far as actual like TV shows, I haven't been watching too many TV shows. I've just been um, watching all, all all the old stuff and watching a lot of behind the scenes footage and um, for video games, kind of kind of the same thing. I've been um, playing uh, Friday the Thirteenth on the uh, Nintendo Switch. Um, they have Ghostbusters, so I've been kind of playing those in in between things and. Um, my work keeps me pretty busy, but... <laughs> no doubt. Okay. Uh, as for me, um, for TV shows, I've watched a couple of new ones. I'm watching the second season of Ragnarok. I've, Pat, you talked about this last week, or last episode. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Ragnarok's this great Norwegian show where uh, basically the gods are returning slowly to this small little town called Edda. And uh, one kid has been tasked as being Thor. Um, and then there's a family of frost giants who've kind of hidden amongst society and become like pillars of the civilization or, or the society uh but they're also like polluting the world at the same time so like they're horrible people and uh, thor needs to destroy them but at the same time he's actually like fighting against real life people who are like important people in the community so when he breaks into their house all they have to do really is call the cops and all of a sudden he's the one who gets in trouble <laughs> uh it's a very very good show um, I love the way they handle Loki on that show. Uh, yes, Loki is very, very well done on that show. And I like the kid who, who plays him as well. Uh, so in addition to that, um, sticking with the, the uh, Norse theme, I started watching, or I finished actually watching this Icelandic show called Katla, uh, about the Katla uh, volcano that I guess exploded like maybe 10 years ago. And, uh, and kind of destroyed travel in Europe for uh, maybe three or four months. Uh, the premise of the show is that never ha stopped. And so it's been like a whole year since the, since the eruption happened. Um, there's a town nearby where 90% of the people have been um, uh, not excavated. What am, what's the word? Evacuated. 90% of the population has been evacuated. And uh, there's just like a, a skeleton crew who are sitting there. Uh, like one person is still running an inn because there's some scientists that are doing some studies and they require some stuff. Uh, there's um, a, a family that still lives there. One's like a, they, they own a farm. Um, so there, there's just like a, a scattering of people who live in this town still, uh, basically covered in volcanic ash over and over again, like because the, the, the volcano just doesn't stop spewing. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, people start appearing from the mist or from the ash, uh, like basically covered head to toe in ash, but they're they're like p people that have been missing. So one of the people that shows up is um, the main character's older sister, <coughs> excuse me, who um, who had gone missing just when the eruption happened. Uh, they were part of a rescue team who was going out and bringing tourists away from the, the mountain, uh, trying to rescue them. And uh, she was on a, um, a snowmobile, her snowmobile, stopped working all of a sudden probably because ash got into the uh the, the intakes and uh, she was stranded out there they didn't realize that she was missing until they had gotten back to the town 
uh, kind of went out looking for her, but she was never seen or heard from again. So like a year goes by and all of a sudden she walks naked, covered head to toe in completely coated in ash, walks out of this, uh, the, the ash cloud and um, has all of her memories, like like it's her sister, the sisters all of a sudden return. So it's uh, it's a very very cool um, series. I don't want to say anything more, but it deals with like mythology and uh, and like kind of supernatural stuff. It's very very neat. Real cool. That's definitely probably. Yeah, it's 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 a bit of a slow burn. I think it's uh, over eight episodes uh, before you kind of um, reach the finale. But uh, it was it's so it's so well done. It's so well done. <laughs> Um, other than that, uh, once that ended, we started watching, I think this is an old show, because, I mean, it's been around for a while. They have five seasons of it. It's a show called Blind Spot. Yes. Where, uh, that, yeah. a woman, That's on my list. It's very good. Uh, where this woman uh, all of a sudden shows up, and she's covered in these tattoos, but she has no memory. Uh, so she doesn't know how she got these tattoos. All the tattoos seem to be done, have been done recently, uh, like within the past couple of months or so. Um, and then you start kind of getting bit of, bits of flashback as she slowly starts to regain her memories. There's an FBI team that uh, helps decipher some clues that have been tattooed on her body to solve crimes. So it's, it's, it's partially episodic, but also partially there's a, an overarching storyline that you're following as she tries to recover her memories. And the cool thing is the main character is the girl who plays Lady Sif in the Thor movies. And she's yeah. an excellent actress, and um, I really like the show. It's uh, I've, we're only I think six or seven episodes in so far, but uh, I'm I'm digging it, and I love the fact that there's you know five seasons to go through. So we'll be watching mm. this for a while. Uh, for movies, I've only really seen one movie since we last recorded, and that was a very weird movie called Awake. Um, it's basically a an event happens uh, like EMP or something, and then people lose the ability to sleep. Which of course you you need sleep to make oh yes yeah and then everyone yeah. basically starts going mad. Um, some scientists are trying to figure out what's happening, but of course since they are also not sleeping, uh, they're having a hard time even um, uh, concentrating on what they're doing, and and, and mistakes start happening. And it, but but throughout all this, there's like this one kid who's actually able to sleep normally, and no one can figure out why. Um, the, the older sister, or no, sorry, sorry, the mom. Um, so the mom had previously, she was a recovering drug addict. She had left the kid with the grandma. The grandma had custody. But when this whole thing happened, she basically went to grab the kid and, uh, and get her to safety. Um, it's a good movie. It's a, it's a very good movie. Uh, the, the main character is the main character from the show called Jane the Virgin. And the only reason I know that is because that's a, a show that Jennifer is watching right now. So uh, I keep hearing about and catching glimpses of, of this Jane the Virgin show. Anyway, it's the same character. Uh, for role-playing games, nothing new on that front. Uh, the Monday Night Game still going, although we end up playing, I think, now these, these days, maybe once a month, once every two or three weeks. Uh, but but we had an, uh, another session just this past Monday. They're still stuck in the in the prison. They're they're unable to get out. But but uh, they got they formulated a plan and they're slowly working towards achieving their goal of, of getting out of the prison. So that's cool. Uh, my Thursday night game has been kind of put on hiatus as we're moving on to Fifth Ed, uh, some, doing some D and D stuff in a. Um, I want to say custom universe, custom world. Uh, I, it doesn't really correspond to any. It's not Forgotten Realms or anything like that. It's definitely not Dragonlance, uh, but it's neat, and um, and I'm having a good time with that. The cool thing is, it's not it's not run the way modern D and D is run, which is uh, I, like I, I I always say it's more suited towards video games where you have like a yes. grid and it, where you how many hexes you move is actually important. Uh, the way we're playing it, it's far more cinematic. None of that stuff really matters. So that's the way I prefer playing tabletop games, more theater of the mind stuff. So that's, that's I'm, I'm really happy that that's how we're playing that game. Uh, speaking yeah. of Dungeons and Dragons and moving on to video games, uh, I've recently picked up on a, a GOG, a good old game sale, uh, the old Dark Sun video games uh, as a complete package. Uh, so that's uh, Shattered Land and then um, Awakening of the... Uh, I, don't, I don't remember what it's called. Anyway, there's there's they, it's these old TSR, not TSR, SSI games, Strategic Simulations Incorporated. The, they made those old D&D games um, back in the day, like Ooh. I'm talking 90s or yeah. earlier than that. And even, this even one, earlier. 
yeah even earlier and this yeah, this one specifically deals with dark sun setting which is my absolute favorite uh setting for anything dealing with yeah the, the cannibal halflings yeah the halflings are cannibals and they only live in like in this very small forested area at the very outer rim of the known land uh everything is is desert because um the way magic works in this in this planet is you take it from the surrounding earth so if if you do it in a way where you're at peace with earth with and with the the plants and animals then uh you can do it harmoniously but there are people who crave power more than anything else and so they just suck the life out of anything around them to to, to fuel their magic and that over time has caused the uh, the planet to basically become a barren wasteland and it's a very brutal game this is how brutal the game is every starting character starts at third level that's how brutal this game is um it's uncompromising you have to worry about how much food you have with you you have to worry about how much um uh, water you have with you you have to worry about your water consumption and if you're starting to uh to get dehydrated that actually has effect on your stats the, the system is brilliant it's fantastic and uh, the setting at least is I, I absolutely love it um i'd love to go back and actually run or play in a dark sun game and i also want to run or play in a Dragonlance game uh really go back to uh, second ed D at some point oh you know they're uh, coming out with some new novels eh for Dragonlance? Yeah, uh, I actually I did know that we did that in news and rumors. I think two episodes yeah. ago. Yeah, so I'm hoping though with that they might actually start doing Dragonlance. Oh, but you you wouldn't play fifth edition. You'd want the old. I, I mean, you know, I don't have anything against fifth edition. Um, of all the editions that's come out since second, it's the one I hate the least. So, <laughs> if if played the way I we're currently playing it, I'm totally fine with with using fifth instead of second. No problem. Which is what, just pretty wide open and just go with the flow sort yeah, of idea? Yeah, exactly. You don't care about how many hexes or how many squares you move. It doesn't matter how, uh, what facing you have when you're going up against, say, three guys. Like, uh, there's, there's so much nitpicking that, they, that they've turned the game into a skirmish game. And that's not what I'm looking for in a tabletop game. If I wanted to play a skirmish game, I would play with models. Um, we'd, we'd play 40K or another yeah. one of those available skirmish games. That's not what D&D is about. D&D is not a tactical mini game. It's meant to be Although a... it started that way. Sure. It did start that yeah, way. Fine. That is how it started. Yeah. Fine. But that's that's not what it turned into. <laughs> that's not what it was in the high, in the heyday of, of my D D playing day, days, which was second edition. So I'll have to stick a second for the rest of my life, no problem. Alright. Um that's really about it. Uh we like like Pat said, we've been playing a ton of Diablo. It's basically the only game I've played um in the, at least in the past two weeks, uh, we we haven't really done anything else since our last um, uh, Tuesday night live stream, the one before last, uh, the one before this week, which was um, still wild, not Wildlands, uh, Ghost Recon. Ghost Recon. Breakpoint. Yeah. So we Breakpoint, we, yeah. we still we did an episode of Breakpoint, and then we've kind of got bored with that. We were looking for something new, and um, I, for whatever reason, just suggested Diablo, and then it just it like wildfire totally took over and that's well it, it's very similar to you like you said to grim dawn which we've played before and enjoyed it's yeah. using the same basically like engine sort of uh no it's not quite not quite same, but but, it, it, but it's a similar it, type of game yeah uh actually it's funny you, you mentioned that this is i was going to say this for news and rumors but the next version of diablo to come out diablo 4 that actually kind of goes back to or uh, reintroduces some things like man like instead of um automatic stats selection based on uh, your level you actually get to yeah. put points into whatever stat you want so so if you need to get a little um your strength up a bit to equip this piece of uh, this piece of equipment you can do that you don't have to wait like five levels for that one point in strength because you're a wizard and you don't strength is oh your, so yeah if you want to do intelligence for yeah, some as a fighter exactly. for some reason exactly because there's this ring you want to wear it has to have an intelligence a minimum of intelligence of like say 100 and you're at 95 yeah. and if you were to to in Diablo three, that would take you five levels because you get one yes, point forever. Level. Yeah. So, yeah, it's um, so they it's this this was something that was originally part of Diablo back in Diablo one and two. They took it away for three to make it a bit more uh, user friendly and, and easier for for regular like like um, non non gamers to get into. 
Uh, but then with Diablo 4, that kind of going back to that uh, that old school, you have more control over how your how your character develops. So I'm and I'm we also oh, I was gonna say we also have you've been also watching something that's not related, but world the Euro Cup. So uh, yeah, yeah, I've I've been immersed in the <laughs> Euro Cup over the past couple of weeks. Uh, I'm sad that my national team, Turkey, did not do well. They were actually one of the worst teams in the entire tournament. I mean, almost as bad as North Macedonia, which is a, a country of like a million people or something. Uh, we, we did almost as bad as they did. It was it was awful. <laughs> we, we scored one goal in three games and lost all of them. Oh, and, my yeah, they God. Were horrible. They were absolute garbage. And it's funny, a lot of the pundits were talking them up as dark horses going into this just because of... Um, recently, they had a victory over Spain where they won four nothing, and they they've been doing a lot of um, uh, really good games in, in friendlies, but cup competition is totally different than that. England, oh yeah, England's exactly. through. They're my second team, so I'm happy about that. Germany did very well in my last game, and I have familiar familial ties to Germany, so I'm happy about that. Uh, other than that, I don't really care who wins. Okay, uh, let's move on to segment two. But before we do, as we always do. Uh, we're going to do our um, Patreon uh, shout-out. And I think finally, this Patreon shout-out is actually going to go... Yes, no one's interrupting me. It's going to go to... No, no. It's going to go to Aisha. Aisha, you are Patreon yeah. um, uh, shout-out of, of the month of the episode. That goes to you. Uh, we've been trying it for the last, I think, five episodes to, to get you... To and if people keep saying no, 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 no. It's yeah. been interrupted every time, but finally, you got your wish. You're our Patreon shout-out for this month. Okay, let's move on to segment two, news and rumors. What's going on? What's coming up? Let's talk about it. Well, uh, one thing is, okay, so everyone heard that Jupiter Le Jupiter's Legacy got cancelled. Mm -hmm. uh, even though it did well enough, even according to Netflix, I mean, it, it wasn't their top streaming, but it was doing well enough. I actually really enjoyed uh, that show. Yeah, people are like, well, there's too much, you know, drama, family drama. And I'm like, have you actually not watched an MCU movie? <laughs> like, there's there's drama going on there. Like that that's the whole part of superheroes. Even in the comics, they had you know interrelation, personal relationship drama going on all the time. X Men was famous for that. Um, yep. But now, so instead of they're they're keeping the world and they're planning to do uh, focus on some villains and stuff. In, in the sort of the new quote-unquote season okay. um so but you say the actors involved with it were not very happy with the hey by the way uh yeah thanks for coming out and playing but go home interesting that's weird. uh yeah they, so they, they weren't even offered a chance to come back later on they were just told yeah go just just pack up your stuff and go wow yeah um like, you think that so that's give them the option in case they want to bring them in as cameos or something Yes, yes. Oh, uh, recast it. Yeah, exactly. Well, I hope not to recast because I actually liked. Well, except for the. I mean, okay, the daughter was annoying, but then again, you could also see where if she's coming from the ultimate hero, you know, teenagers will sort of rebel and then just went down the line. Mm -hmm. uh, so, oh, free guy. Remember that one, the the Ryan Reynolds one, where he's a yeah, and then uh, sort of a, a tune in a game. He wakes up. That's actually being released in August. I, I have not heard about this. Yeah, so it's supposed to be coming out in August. Okay. Oh, which I'm looking forward to. I mean, it's only been, what, three years since they <laughs> talked about that? So uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, Ryan Reynolds is... He's got he's he's got his mark now of, of that, so I'm willing to take a uh, look at it. Um, there's one that I, it's not... I want to. It's it's what I'm looking into. It's called um, on Netflix now is the Iron Mask with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jackie Chan. Yeah, I, I saw that <laughs> briefly. I, I don't know if I'm into this. <laughs> I'm like, um, yeah. The same. Real question and, is why. Yes. Yes. Um, and from the looks of it, there was meant to be some like 3D action and stuff because you know they got the chains flowing towards you and then like, hey, we don't need 3D anymore, especially with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jackie Chan. Like, mm -hmm. well, uh, has a has a the Last Mercenary coming out soon. Oh really? And M. Oh yes, I saw the trailer for that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's a French production, so you actually get speaking it language yeah 
And he's a former Secret Service agent coming back to help his son get out of trouble. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's one for you, Dev, called uh, the. Oh, that's the Rironi Kenshin. Yeah, yeah. I I, I did see that. It's it's on my list of things to watch in the future. So I'll probably talk about it next episode. It looks cool. I like it. Yes, it does. It does. Um, do you remember the thing that Geek Nations tour talked about? There was the. They were they were doing a helping a Kickstarter for I think it was Iceland guys to do a movie and stuff like that. I don't recall that, but okay. Oh, okay. We talked about it. Well, Adapter come on, and then they had a Kickstarter. Geeks Nation tours put a put a link for the Kickstarter on there. Okay. Uh, so it looks like the movie is actually done. Um, and I can't remember the name of it though offhand. I'd have to go through all my whole list. Um, but they streamed it uh, for Patreons and something Kickstarters okay. people. Uh, so it's basically an Icelandic tale, um, obviously with Vikings and stuff like that. Um, but it's done, they're trying to be more historical. Oh, I do remember this. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and for Chris, uh, Geek Nation Tours is, um, Dev is involved with them. He's, he's a, one of his friends. He sets up Geek Nation tours for people with geek stuff like they go to japan uh england they've been to, well adepticon's a big one for uh, war games and tabletop miniatures but they, they they set up a whole bunch of different sort of anything like they've gone to uh so in the same uh, time gax is uh his house to play with his son D. &D. Yeah, there they, there's D, &D with with gary gygax's uh I don't remember his name, Walter Gygax or something. Yeah. Uh, they have a Star Trek tour where they go to some of the, the film locations, like the, the, oh, the uh, Kirk, cool. Kirk versus the Gorn scene. The, they go to the valley where that was filmed in um, in Nevada, I think. Um, yeah, it's they, they, they do some awesome stuff. I've been on a lot of Geek Nation tour tours. Uh, I did this awesome one that was this like samurai tour in Japan. Uh, there's an anime tour that they do in Japan as well, which is slightly different, but... Um, uh, still has like similar kind of crossovers. Um, the one that they do in uh, in England every year, every other year, is specifically for Warhammer 40k. But uh, there's a lot of like historical stuff, and and we go and visit um, other miniature makers because there's a lot of, of companies that create miniatures kind of in that that whole that, that same area as, as Games Workshop. Um, yeah, so they, they, they do a lot of really, really cool stuff. Uh, they, they were talking about doing a zombie tour where you'd go to the CDC facility at one place and then they'd put on like a whole thing where you're being chased by zombies. Um, yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, I, I actually do have a couple of uh, news and rumors news bits. Uh, they're all Diablo related for some reason. Uh, so <laughs> apparently Blizzard is coming out with not one but three different Diablo games over the next year and a bit. Um, the Ooh, first wow. one is, of course, the, the long-awaited Diablo 4. I think that one's scheduled for sometime in 2022, so we're not going to see that until next year. They're still kind of in the alpha build for that. Um, they're doing a mobile game called Diablo Immortal, uh, so it's, it's mainly meant to be played on like a tablet or on a phone, but it still uses kind of the Diablo mechanics. Uh, it's it's a, the same kind of game, but it's built to be played on a, like a device, basically. Um, it, it has, it's meant to kind of gap the timeline between Diablo 2 and Diablo 3. And then the third game they're coming out with, uh, speaking of Diablo 2, is actually they've remastered Diablo 2 to use like 4K graphics and, and made it, they built it from the ground up. For The mechanics are the same, but everything is gonna look beautiful. It's gonna look great on like a big screen. And uh, that's coming out. They actually have a date set for that, September 23rd of this year. Cannot wait. I will be there day one, I think, to, to play it. And hopefully we'll actually stream it on the uh, on our on our Twitch channel. That's basically all I have for news and rumors. Um, we've talked about when the MCU movies are coming out, right? There's one coming out sometime this month. Uh, sorry, in July. July 15th, 14th, 13th, something like that. Hmm. Okay. One of the movies. I, I think it's... Um, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Black Widow. The Black, Black Widow, Widow movie is coming out in in July. Yeah, it's supposed to be on Premier Access on uh, Disney Plus. But it's also going to theaters, right? They're not just doing a Disney Plus yeah. release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that might be one of the first movies I see in theaters, uh, so I'm kind of looking forward to it. 
Oh, really? Yeah, well, shots yeah, here in, um, in Ontario are getting accelerated. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the first or, or second or third of July, if you've already got your shot before before June, you can apply to have your second one. So um, I'm, I'm hoping to have, be fully vaccinated and ready. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to going back to movie theaters. It's seriously the only social activity that I can't really recreate at home. Like all yeah. the role-playing games that we used to play, I'm f perfectly fine doing it online now. If we don't get to sit around the table to do it, I'm actually okay with that. Um, I don't know. I, I still miss that in-person thing, though. Sure, yeah it's, yeah. it's fun to just kind of sit there and shoot the shit. But I, I get like 78 to 94% of that same feeling just doing it over Discord. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm if, if, the, if we never did that again, I would be sad, but I, I think it would still be okay. Uh, I don't really care about eating out and feed in... Uh, in um, restaurants i can get things delivered or i can go pick them up and have them in the comfort of my own home i save a ton of money on not having to pay for alcohol or or pay like five dollars for a, a single glass of coke for no reason uh, so i have no problem not doing that but the one thing that i miss is going to movie theaters and uh and i can't really recreate that at home so no i'm looking forward to that again get a big screen tv uh, yeah i do have a big tv i can make my own popcorn but you know what it's not the same it's not, well, it's, not, it's, it's, a it's a big chair, the huge screen, the surround sound. Yeah, it's, it's everything. Like, it's, it's hearing um, the, the laugh, laughters of the other patrons who are there. Just, it's all of it together. Sure, it has some negatives in that you have to worry about people who are on their phones or who don't realize the social uh, contract that they signed by going into a movie theater and they have little conversations among themselves. Sometimes that gets annoying. Sometimes kids are kicking the back of your seat for no reason because they're idiot kids. But you take the good with the bad, uh, and I missed it, and I can't wait. Yeah, uh, I said I, I missed part of the theater, but yeah, because the, the surround sound is what's it's really good. Uh, Chris, do you have anything for news and rumors? Yeah, are you, are you um, excited about anything yeah. coming up? I keep hearing this has been years, but I just saw a recent post again, so it made it more relevant that they're. Thinking of having, um, since you guys talked about Arnold Schwarzenegger, he actually uh, put on the, the crown for King Conan, and he was posing with his sword, um, still rumoring that they're going to come out with a King Conan movie. That would be amazing. And be nice. he didn't have his full, um, I guess, costume, but he just had his, his gray beard that he presently has and he instantly looked like King Conan so kind of oh, looking forward yes. if they actually make the film I will be one of the ones going out to see it that would be amazing mm -hmm. uh, speaking yeah. of reboots and, uh, and continuations they're redoing I, I don't know if we talked about this last week I, maybe we did they're, uh, they're redoing Highlander so they're yes, Highlander I've seen that and, yeah. uh, no, no, and I don't know if they should I know but I think it's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it. I love Henry Cavill as an actor. He is, he's one of us. He, he plays video games. He, he paints um, 40K miniatures. Like, he's a geek. This guy is yeah. awesome. And I, I'm perfectly happy to see him do a, a proper uh, either British accent or hopefully not like a fake French accent trying to be British or trying to be Scottish like Christopher Lambert. <laughs> no, what I was going to say yeah, is, what if Henry Cavill was the Kurgan? I, I would be totally fine with Henry Cavill as the, 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 the Kurgan as well. He, yeah. it, it doesn't really matter who he plays. He's a great actor, and I'm happy to watch anything. He's, oh, so actually, speaking of Henry Cavill, uh, season two of The Witcher should be coming out also in uh, July. So, looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. Oh, also coming out in July is uh, season two of Beastars. Uh, oh, that anime that's a lot like Zootopia, but prettier and better. Okay. I also uh, seen, I'm a bit of a Transformers fan, and that the next movie after the Bumblebee that they just came out with, um, it's supposed to be based on the uh, Beast Wars. So I don't know if we're going to get like a Optimus Primal where he becomes a massive gorilla, but... <laughs> I'd, I'd still go and watch it. And I think Megatron becomes a giant T-Rex. That was one of the few uh, TV animated shows of the Transformers that I watched. Was the, the Beast Wars? Yeah, the Beast Wars. 
Yeah, I kind of seen those, and then seeing little rumors for other other movies, but not enough to say. Like, um, speaking of Gremlins earlier, HBO is actually coming out with a Gremlins uh, cartoon. Oh, really? It's supposed to be like a, a prequel when Gizmo was still in China. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Interesting. A young Gizmo. I like it. Uh, do we want to go to segment three? Yeah, sure, or... sure. We can move on to segment three. No problem. Uh, so, Patrick, mm -hmm. this was your idea. Yep. <laughs> well, I was, you know, I, I do a lot of uh, game mastering, and I was wanting to... Uh, try some uh, Pathfinder 2nd Edition uh, as a player. Uh, so I was looking on Roll20 for uh, some games that might be interested in having a new player show up. Uh, and there was this one that I saw. It was uh, obviously new to role-playing in general. Uh, he was wanting to have a, a very heroic campaign, so he said no evil characters. And he also specified no chaotic neutral. Um, and that got me thinking that uh, chaotic neutral is probably one of the most misunderstood alignments. Um, I, I mean, it's easy to see where he was coming from because for a lot of people, chaotic neutral is uh, uh, maybe a way of uh, playing an evil character without being labeled evil. And uh, if you do have a player like that, I would remind GMs that evil is as evil does, just because they say they're chaotic neutral and they're behaving evil, they're evil. Uh, but you also have uh, players that'll do the agent of chaos type character when they're chaotic neutral, where they just do absolutely everything they can to disrupt the way things are going and screw things up for everybody all around them and defy authority. Uh, and I guess the third type that uh, tends to show up a lot is the uh, is the lone wolf chaotic neutral. Um, and of course, both those kinds, the agent of chaos and the lone wolf, tend to not be very uh, character party friendly so i can see mm -hmm. why people don't want chaotic neutral as an alignment but i think there's a lot more potential to chaotic neutral than that and uh it it doesn't have to be a very disruptive kind of alignment to play um like the uh <clears throat> the extreme sports adrenaline adrenaline junkie i think is a pretty good example of uh, a chaotic neutral that would still work well within the party right they, they like the you're fading again patrick oh well uh the uh extreme sports chaotic or uh, uh adrenaline junkie type character would be a, a good chaotic neutral that would still work well within the party right they they like to take chances they like to uh to just experience that living on the edge of life and death um that's not necessarily something that's going to be uh detrimental to the party all the time um, let's see, other chaotic, uh, neutral types, um, would be, uh, let's see, uh, well, I, we were talking about, or I was talking about Lucifer season five. Lucifer, I think, is a very good chaotic neutral type character, despite the fact that, Lucifer? Uh, the, yeah. Lucifer. Yeah, he never, yeah. He's not, he doesn't lie, but the way that he lives his life is very chaotic neutral yeah. in that, uh, he... He sees how people bring about their own ruin all the time, uh, but when he has problems in his own life, he only sees uh, the way other people are influencing it. He doesn't see his own uh, hand in his own uh, in his own uh, bad events, right? Uh, yeah. So I see that as a very chaotic, neutral kind of an attitude towards things. Yeah, it's um, funny because in the show, he's not evil at all. He he actually no, tries tries to help. He tries to, to do good. But he doesn't really care about, you know, morality or, or law no, or anything sure. like that. Like, like all that stuff is 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 second uh, secondary to him. See, yeah. I, I just I've always preferred the Palladium game systems alignments than D and D's alignments. Sure. Mm -hmm. And do you yeah, want to expound well, upon I... that and how and how they're how they're different and how they're better? Okay. Well, they're they're better because like there's a law of good. That's where you get the chaotic neutral and neutral ones. Whereas in Okay, so in D and D, you have lawful good, chaotic good, neutral good, lawful neutral, chaotic, uh, neutral neutral, chaotic neutral, lawful evil, not neutral evil, and chaotic evil. Right. So the it's, lawful... it's actually a two-part diagram. One is how high you are on the law scale, whether well, it's 
yeah. and then how yeah. how good you are to, to versus how bad you are so it's two yeah. sliding scales and the, which creates like a graph a grid and then you're you fall somewhere in that grid. yeah it, it's the you know, thing is no one's true no people are truly neutral right right for anything like uh but Druids. It, it's just in, in well in warhammer role-playing neutral is not I don't make a decision. It's we don't care one way or the other. Like that's how they define right. neutral. Is it's it's we can do good, we can do bad. It all depends how we're feeling, what our mood is. You know, I'm not set as you know, always trying to live my life good or always trying to live my evil. I'm just trying to live my life. That's what neutral really is. It's like I just go about my life. Leave me alone. Don't you know? Yeah. Um, whereas in uh, Palladium, you know, you have the principles, which are like that's Superman for you, right? You know, always keep. They give you examples of what it is right so they actually tell you always keep his word avoid lies um if you're playing D, this is basically what an idea of a paladin would be mm -hmm. right it's like you respect law authority self-discipline and honor you work well with a the group then there's a scrupulous which is sort of the han solo type guys you know they'll they'll keep the word to other good people but they can lie they they'll tend not to kill unarmed people Never harm an innocent, you know. It's, and they go through. Then there's uh, <clears throat> unprincipled to anarchist, the selfish ones. Then there's the aberrant, which is evil, and then diabolic, which is evil as well. Um, chaotic neutral, though, I agree with you, Patrick. It's been the one that people use to avoid being labeled as evil. Yeah. Right. Um, and that and that's where people. Yeah, you're right. Like for players and GMs, are like, oh, I don't like chaotic neutral. Well, Chaotic Neutral is more, that's that's full chaos, right? That That's Loki, right, as well? It can be, but it doesn't have to be. Um, uh, an anime I like is uh, Macross Plus, and there's one scene that happens in there where the two main or two of the main characters, a man and a woman, are in the forest kind of reminiscing about their childhood. And the man sits down under a tree, plucks a fruit off of the tree, and uh, starts eating it. And uh, she said... She says to him, well, isn't that sour? And so he plucks a fruit off and uh, tosses it to her while he still keeps eating the one he's got in his hand. Uh, she takes a bite into it, immediately spits it out, and says, oh, my God, it is sour. And he says, well, now you know. Right? So I see that as a chaotic neutral kind of a trait as well. It's don't take my word for anything. Figure it out for yourself uh, uh, kind of a, a perspective on things. I you know, the, uh, I sort of see the big difference between chaotic neutral and chaotic good is, you know, chaotic good does something and it ends up hurting people, hurting innocents. Chaotic neutral is going to be feeling guilt about it. They're going to be feeling bad. Chaotic neutral, on the other hand, would probably find some justification saying something along the lines of, well, if they didn't expect to get hurt, they shouldn't have been there. So <laughs> rationalization. They'd rationalize. Yeah. yeah. They talk and about something about that the greater they, good. Yeah, it. Well, you know, they're not taking pleasure in the fact that they hurt somebody, but at the same time, they're not taking responsibility for it either. And I see that as a kind of chaotic neutral attitude. Well, listeners, you, when you hear this, you can write in and let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Do you use alignments? How how do you play your alignments in your game if you do ones with D and D? That that's actually something else that I just kind of recently discovered because you always sort of take things for granted but I was taking a look at the Pathfinder system and the champion and the cleric are the only alignment uh, or yeah the only ones that depend on alignment for uh, for how they define their characters uh, you can, you don't have to be a specific alignment for any of the other classes anymore uh, well so don't I, you have to be lawful for monk no no, I oh, actually created a chaotic neutral monk uh, a while ago. <laughs> Haven't had a chance to play it, but uh, I created one. All right, you know, so for champions, uh, you have to have an alignment. Champions are the Pathfinder equivalent of a paladin, but they've expanded it so that you can have an alignment other than lawful good, and that will affect the kind of special abilities. That well, this is where they had in the in some of the second edition. Or the third edition, where they started having okay, the anti paladins and stuff because you know you're you're a yeah. champion for your god, whatever alignment your god is, that's your alignment because you're the champion of that god. 
Yeah, so they've you know. they've come out with uh, subclass trees for all of the good alignments and all of the evil alignments. They haven't done anything for the evil alignment ones yet. Uh, but yeah, you you, will, you can be a champion of any alignment. It just affects how you or what sort of special abilities you have. And of course, clerics, you you still need to be within a certain degree of your your deities alignment. So mm -hmm. you know you can't be a chaotic evil cleric to a lawful good. Uh, deity right no. uh, but that's that's you know the only restrictions really on on alignments in class in in second edition pathfinder so that that's kind of interesting that opens up all sorts of possibilities i also uh came up with a, a concept for a lawful good gnome barbarian <laughs> yeah all right <laughs> yeah so, um do you have any thoughts on it or Chris. Chris, had you ever played D&D, Chris? Yeah, I've played Dungeon, Dungeons and Dragons before. Okay. I haven't played it in a few years, but I've I've definitely played it several times. Well, one of the benefits right. of uh, the pandemic is if you've got time for it, you can now find a game basically any time. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like that, that's one thing, because now, like, it's rolled... And also, because now I'm playing with... Uh, friends in waterloo and england right which we before we did sort of do with the guy in england but it was we had to do discord but since everyone's doing discord now now it doesn't matter it's like oh wait you guys want to play where are you it doesn't really matter as long as it's, it's now it's a time thing it doesn't matter where you yeah, are now now it's more like it together at the same time yeah okay so four hours for you three hours for you two hours here okay so let's aim for <laughs> here but it is, yeah. Like I, I, I'm. I agree with Devram. Like I do miss the in-person one, especially because through Discord, um, it's hard to do side talks. Oh yeah, you can't. Yeah, right? you can't at all. I mean, you um, can if you're willing to go off to like a separate channel, and that's not, yeah. sometimes it's good to have multiple but, channels to allow people the freedom to do that. But then you're gonna miss out they, on what's happening on the main channel. Exactly. So it's, it's one of those like ones like do a, a text side discussion rather mm -hmm. than a, a voice. Yeah, but the voice, that's, that's where I miss it. Um, yeah. But I also, like I said, I do enjoy the fact that now you don't need to have the books all the time, like with all the PDFs, and Roll20 has a lot of the character sheets, so it's there. And let's face it, for me, the Roll20, you get to see people's rolls. Yeah. For mm -hmm. Now, I haven't had that issue for a while, but there's sometimes you're like, really? Did you? Did you? You picked that dice up really fast. Yeah, yeah. We've really, really fast. That's <laughs> yeah. true. And that so, oh yeah. Well, on Wednesday, or uh, the uh, the leader bad guy uh, ended up having three critical failures in a row. He dropped so fast Ooh. in the fight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there anything else anyone has to add in, or? Well, there's also a big trend nowadays to just skip alignments. Um, yeah, I can understand that, but. I think that alignment is actually an important part of character creation. Well, this is it's this the is seed of your character's personality, right? It's but this is where I like deciding. This is where I prefer Pendragon for that. There is no alignment. It's how you react to certain situations. Are you lustful or are you chaste? Are you honest or dishonest? Are you well, trusting or not trusting? It's a much more complex alignment system. Well, it is. Yeah. It's much. It's well. That's I said. It's more complex, but you don't actually. No one considers it an alignment. Yeah, exactly. it's just sort of no. these are your personality traits. This is what your character has has demonstrated is how you behave, and the more you the more you demonstrate that, the, the cha higher chance you have of. of but even if you're, you could still be honest, chaste, generous, but still be evil, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because it, again, it, the, yes, I'm but generous. You can still be like, you can still be like that too. That's that's describing lawfully. Yeah. But like I said, I, I, I've always preferred, like, yes, it's more, it's more complex, uh, but that also just tells you, you know, this is how your character will react in certain situations, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, you know, you don't have to follow them, but it just tends to be very strong. Like, you, you would not react in certain ways. That's okay. what I said, I just... So, so there, are, there are some games that don't deal with alignment at all. So like, the Star Wars game that we play has no interest in doing anything with, with alignments. 
Except, yes, it does. except that, that for people who are force users. Yes, except for yes. people who are force users, where because you have access to the force, that actually means whether you do good or do bad, like actually intend to harm people, or whether you're, you live like a peaceful, uh, non-aggressive life, that will actually have a huge impact on how the force sees you, how the, the living yes. force sees you. Um, so the only and thing if you're uh, in a party with a force user, you also have to be careful. Yes, because your actions and, and their reaction <laughs> to your actions is also uh, reflects upon them in a positive or negative yes. way, depending on what you do. So uh, it's very important that uh, that you introduce mm -hmm. a mechanic like morality, which is how they deal with it, um, whether yeah. you are uh, doing good for others, whether you are aggressive, whether you are passive. Um, all that, all that comes into play. Yeah. Well, I'm playing a, every second week a, a D6 version of the West End Games one, mm -hmm. Star Wars, and I'm the scout. You know, the guy. I was like, oh, I can't quite just kill the unarmed people because there's a Jedi nearby. Are, are you a laconic? Like, yes. Oh, the laconic scout. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I could just kill the guys. But then the you know I'd get a dark side point and the Jedi'd be upset. All right. Sometimes they deserve it. Oops, <laughs> I just for, I forgot to to send the medic back to check on them. Oh, oops, it slipped my mind. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't do it on purpose, so you know it's all good. Um, I'm gonna head head off, guys. I was speaking because I got a game coming up in a few minutes. Sure. Okay. Have a good one, guys. Okay. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, you're welcome. welcome. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Out of the Basement Podcast, and we'll see you next time. Have a good evening, folks. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Out of the Basement Podcast. We'd like to thank Radio Free Music for our intro and outro music. Both songs were done by an amazing artist named Silent Partner. The intro music is called Drop and Roll, and the outro music is called Grand Navy Plaza. And we'll have links to both those songs in our show notes. If you liked what you heard and wish to support the show, please consider becoming a backer on Patreon. We can be found at patreon.com slash OOTBpod. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time.